And welcome to another episode of Flyover State of Film. As usual, I got my co-pilots here with me, Brian, Joe, and Yusef. Guys, glad to have you here for another episode. Let's crack those beers and get into it. Guys, I'm drinking mead tonight. Ooh, ooh. That sounds very mm. fancy. Is that mm. how it's wow, it glass too. Some sweet honey wine. Hmm. That doesn't look like it. I don't know if I'd be into that. Did you know that that's where the term honeymoon comes from? That, you know, back when you're, you you used to like get. Oh my God, is this how old you are, Brian? (laughs) Welcome. Welcome Hey, what I'm saying is I read the back of a placemat at Applebee's one time and I learned a thing. (laughs) That's pretty good to have that start up. (laughs) What would that? Welcome to Mead Talk with the Mm -hmm. DVD bunker. Yeah, yeah, tons of uh, uh, me talking DVD bunker. And with that news that he gave us, uh, guys, I want to break down some quick news for you that we've got recently. Um, DC is coming out with a lot of stuff. I know you guys are big DC fans, DCEU, if you want to still call it that. Uh, you got the Suicide Squad sequel coming out with James Gunn. I don't know how you guys feel about that and him jumping onto that train. I mean, he can only improve it, right? Yeah. I heard they're recast, which is weird. I as bet you'll. I you think they'll still bring back. You got to bring back Will Smith, though, right? Like you can't just not bring back Will Smith, can you? I mean, I you think it's gonna be Margot Robbie. Like Margot Robbie's getting her own movie, so I can see her not coming back because they're also, doing Birds of Prey now. Baseball bat. So well, all the we don't need to get into the specifics of why the first team sucked, but I think <laughs> you could still have a room for Deadshot on your team in the new one, and Big Willie's a star still. Yeah, yeah absolutely. and if you're gonna have James Gunn write and direct it, that is going in a great direction instead of a. Uh, I'd Day. like to, hey, and I'm no, hey, you know, I'm no purist. I would love to hear uh, Will Smith spout some James Gunn dialogue. That sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, he would definitely uh, get a little more fun too with his dialogue. I, you know, I'm, on, I'm on board with it. But, uh, I'm on board with it, but I'm annoyed with the people like. Finally, this is gonna bring it home. They have James Gunn. It's like. Just shut the fuck up and just enjoy the movie. Why? Yeah, is you know, that, right? why it's like the competition aspect of it is so stupid. When they you complain, they're like, DC's just trying to rip off James Gunn. And now that they got James Gunn, they're like, look, James Gunn is here. He's going to make a new Suicide Squad. Also, the first Guardians was probably fucking awesome for James Gunn's to do because he had no pressure or spotlight and wasn't a star director then. Yeah, yeah. You know, so idiots. now it's like idiots. Well, now speaking oh, yeah, of like, every every second of this movie will be like we'll know every cast, we'll know who the whole team before oh, they yeah. ever even shot a frame of film. Yeah. So yeah, get ready for that shit. Yeah. Well, speaking of like recasting all these guys, uh, Matt Reeves, Batman twenty twenty one's coming out. Oh, Governor, I, I got a I got a proposal for you guys. Uh, so now that they're now that they're uh, that? Casted, uh, I think that went from Cockney into South African. <laughs> they told me to interrupt naturally, so that's how <laughs> but, um I had a, so people are obsessed with uh Ben Affleck's shin. Like it's the most uh accurate for Batman because he has a butthole in his shin. So I asked the guys, recast your uh actor, but it has to have the butt shin. So what is the actor that you chose, Brian? Only cleft chins only. only I'm going chin. off. I, I'm glad I got to go first because I got the best one. It's Emily Blunt. <laughs> she got chin. 
She can fuck it up as Bruce Wayne. She's badass. We've seen her in Edge of Tomorrow and Sicario. She can do the action and shit. So that's she my to, that's my Bruce Wayne. And I just straight up call her Bruce Wayne. No, no, like trying to regender her in any way. Oh just, no. She is Batman. That's Emily Blunt. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is just never even all. mention it. Like, do not draw attention to it at all. She just plays it totally as if it was a man, but just it's Emily Blunt. Now are you calling her Bruce or is it gonna be some stupid nickname like B or No, they're gonna just like if people refer to her as Bruce, they'll just call her Bruce. Like nobody's gonna draw attention to it in any way. Just let That'd it be see. great. That would be amazing. <laughs> that like it'll fall right into like the Elseworld uh, uh, concept of whatever they think they're gonna do. Hey, hey, you, exactly. Joe? We're oh off the map God. with this, this one. You gotta follow Bro, up. That. I can't follow up that one, but I'll try. Eminem. <laughs> he's just Venom. like he just showed up the set and was like, "Yeah, I was gonna say, and he's gonna do the soundtrack." Ovs. Yeah. <laughs> Venom. Batman. Batman. You just. And he's just he's like, yeah, I don't know, motherfucker, we got the Joker. Oh, <laughs> Dark Knight. He samples yeah. Kiss right. Rose. See, I could have been a rapper. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, why aren't we in Detroit? You know, I was in 8 Mile. I'm Bruce Wayne's. I mean, but at the same time, do you think you could put on the weight for it? What is he, like five foot four, Eminem? Oh, no, Eminem just shin. This, this shin is on just the butt. Eminem just Justin shows up. He's gonna be just shin to face, knocking down the the Joker. He's gonna do that Jackie Chan move where he puts <laughs> his chin in dude's eye, like just grinds. Yeah, it he's in just there. gonna point out all his flaws. He's like, I'm small, I'm skinny, and then the Joker is gonna be like, Oh, I have nothing to battle him. <laughs> he pointed out everything. Drops the batarang and walks away. The Joker does have that look like I've been in, I've lost a rap battle before. Like, that's his whole vibe. <laughs> in the new movie. Let him, yeah, let him, let him. Eminem would be a Joker, too. He's going to play. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually got tossed around at one point. You know, there's some executive <laughs> who thought that was a good idea. Around the Ledger casting time, they're like, what about Eminem? Ooh. He was red hot seven years ago. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what? He was probably offered when they were going to Darren Aronofsky's idea of Batman, where it was just like, like Alfred was going to be a pimp called Big Al. And he oh, drove around in like up. a Cadillac. You ever read that? No, and that's no, how before they before they made the Dark Knight, like I mean, it's Batman Begins. Um, one of the scripts was Darren Aronofsky, and it was Batman stripped loosely based off a of year one. Just look it up; it is hysterically dumb. So, talking about hysterically dumb, uh, <laughs> I picked, but this is like a this is a legit pick from my heart. I picked Dan Hedaya. Uh, the, oh, nice! The dad from Clueless. For oh, the, yeah. He's he also a general in Alien Resurrection. He's in Commando. Oh, uh, wait. Thirty-nine the- credits to his name, and he's at the right age of seventy-nine, so he's ready to rock and roll the, the suit. And he has like the deepest motherfucking butt chain in the world. Is that so, the dude from Night at the Roxbury? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dad, dad like, too. Right? He has like. Uh, he has hair inside there yeah, always inside because it. It, he can't he can't shave it that deep. That's it's Batman. It's right like there. the Mariana Trench. It's just so much darker than any other piece of hair on his face. It's just right there. Just that's my Batman. Uh, I I went the more of what they did with kind of Michael Keaton, where they took more of a comedic actor and threw him in this role. And I think this guy's butt chin is up there with the best, and he can. We're, we want to see this butt chin in a more serious role, and I'm going with Andy Samberg. 
Get uh, Andy Samberg. Let's put him in the cow. He can he can kind of dish away those comedic things. Also, he can he can maybe add a little bit to a Batman, a little bit more quippy. But I think Andy Samberg with the cow, and he's got a deep. I bring, I a little Adam, bring a little that Adam West to it, right? Yes, uh, yeah. yes. Just see him on a cow every time you say, "Put him on a cow." <laughs> on a cow. <laughs> you can put I'm him on a cow. In a cow. Or wild card, Billy McFarlane, the fount, the creator of Fire Festival. Could fill out his could fill out that cow. He's got the butt chin. Oh, I didn't watch those documentaries. He's kind of that like guy. In case you were wondering, I'm looking at him now. No butt chin, but could be Ben Affleck's son. Son. That means All I know is that one guy was gonna suck. Oh, that's the big takeaway from the Fire Festival documentary. <laughs> yeah. from what I heard. <laughs> like, that's literally the bit most I could pick up from it. Well, He's speaking of suck dick for Aquafina, super super bad. The Super Bowl was last night. Uh, the game was boring upon boring, but they had some things in between, uh, some trailers that maybe you guys want to talk about. Um, you got like Toy Story 4, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, uh, Game of the Disclosure, I did not watch any of them. None of them. See, I haven't seen any of the spots or any of the Super Bowl trailers. No. Oh, you know right. what? I think I saw the I think I saw the end game one and it wasn't much. I was just like, nah, yeah. this isn't really too much for me. You know? yeah. Empty shots. It was cool to see City Field empty like it would be in October uh, I anyway. speculation that one of the shots the way they're oddly spaced somebody was like they digitally removed a character here in this shot in the movie there'll be someone else with them probably Captain Marvel yeah. you know whatever stuff like that but nothing really like that I was like I with this one it's like a, it's a must-see anyway so I didn't really expect much so I was kind of just glad it was real banal because I don't want him to spoil anything so thanks, I'll tell you Brian. what uh, Brian just spoiled our uh, our trailer breakdown like I, sure. I've been Knee dip. I, I haven't slept like for forty eight hours. I'm just breaking down every fucking frame, and just Brian just just shit the fucking bed. Ugh, Brian, god damn it, TJ. I, I'll say this. Content. content, trailer content. I will say this: one that generally did get me interested. It did its job. Is the scary stories to tell in the dark? Yeah, they're just little spots, well, not full way, trailers. I'm interested, period. Yeah, like that getting adapted just has my attention. I think yeah. I still have one of those books on my shelf upstairs. Those pictures that the, those drawings stick stuck with you. Like they mm -hmm. made it. The fact that they're doing their best to live action that up. That's oh, tight. He, well, he right to Brian, let me ask you a question. How old your son? Like eight? Yes, he's eight. Okay, Brian, so when that movie comes out, when that movie comes out, though, that'll be about that perfect age. Finally, kids, if they want it, will probably have a horror movie they could go yeah. see. Like, those Not were those stories. Goosebumps or House of the Clock in its Walls, but like a legit horror movie of their own. Yeah, like I'm uh, sure the movie is going to be like... I'm going to try to get him to read the book that I have just to kind of get, you know... It has I, you, I, was, I was very surprised that uh, the kid... Who would be king? The the horror element was pretty tight. It was like pretty the, dark, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the bad guy was pretty awesome. I, I kind of knew it would be with Joe Cornish because that's the way Attack the Block is too. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's kind of light in tone, and then a kid dies, and you're like, yeah. "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, this is on now. And uh, scary toy stories to tell in the dark kind of looks like a trick or treat um, version, where obviously it's uh, now or a whole bunch of stories in one, but um, it. Uh, was that something? Would that be something you show your son? I don't know. It might. I'll have to see more first. Yeah, because I'm not sure the rating of it. Well, I'm my point be being, it. though, is I'd it imagine can, it's going to be PG-13. A lot of horror movies are. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, 
I'd have to usually with that sort of stuff. I have to see it first, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. My point being is, it's not gonna. It's gonna be leaning towards of like, it's horror, but you're not gonna like if you show it to a kid, you're just gonna get the scares. It's not gonna be like he saw saw. We haven't had that, and they used to. Like, you think about movies like Poltergeist. That was kind of starter horror. The Gate, that's like a starter horror yeah. movie, kind yeah. of. That was you know, super scary. Even like on that, Nickelodeons. Really anymore? Uh, so. Even on Nickelodeons, certain episodes of Are You For The Dark are that exact tone of scary stories. Yeah. Even like, talking about, talking about scary stories, how about we talk about football? <laughs> Is that a segue? Segue. <laughs> what would you call that? I guess. Segway. Well, is there any other trailers that well, happened that. during football that you'd like to discuss? I'm yeah, dude, like the trailers were on. The Super Bowl football. was scary because it sucked. Nobody wanted to jump on that joke. Nobody? Right. No, it was awful. As a joke, I think that was the real problem. Hey, old governor, how about we talk about football movies then? Now, now, you now, Brian, did you want to say the best football movies? Is that what you're asking? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really have a like, I, I literally was like, we can talk football movies, so if it's like. <laughs> Or just like childhood favorites, or most hated, or least accurate. Whatever you you pick your parameter and tell us a little something about it. I guess like you tell us a movie you want to talk. About. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, The Rock started a movie called The Game Plan. Oh, Hard hitting football drama. Why it's did you not... start with Joe? You gotta start with <laughs> anyone. But Joe, I'm kidding. The game plan. Joe just jumped in. I didn't start. I mean, you didn't start. I just started talking. I can mean I could talk about one of my favorites, which is the replacements, which is a great. Just pick one and let's go. All right, I'll pick the replacements. Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, awesome movie. That's all you need. John Favreau. Who else is on that team in that one? That's Uh, a cast, right? Love, what's his name? He's one of the linemen. No, oh, you're terrible at this. Isn't this yeah, seven up guy in there? <laughs> oh, Orlando oh, Jones. Yeah. Man. Is yeah Juana Man. Orlando Jones is not Juana Man. Yes, he is. That's no, no, that is not the same person. That's not the same sure? person. You so, sure? Yeah, I'm 100% sure. <laughs> I, All right, I Liam Neeson. Gotta cut yeah, this out. Yeah. Gotta cut yeah. this out. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's not right. It just I genuinely thought it was Orlando Jones. All right, take him. <laughs> because they all look the same to you. I get it. We no, all know what happened. No, there. the guy in Juana Man. Wait, now isn't no well, I'm gonna cut away so, from this. The now is Keanu cut away. playing a version. TJ, uh, what's your favorite movie? Well, you're also talking about replacements. Okay, all right. Is Keanu Reeves playing a version of the point break character? Yeah, that's that's like the. I think so. I think there's definitely some Johnny Utah in this one. Because I think this is after he let uh, he let him get away. You know, he let Pat Swayze get away, and he had to give up the badge, so he had to go back to playing football. I guess. (laughs) I mean, isn't isn't Keanu playing a version of Point Break in every single fucking movie though? Yeah, (laughs) it's fair. Fair. Now let's talk (laughs) about the better version of the replacements. Let's talk about Necessary Roughness, guys. Didn't somebody like watch it? It didn't actually hold up that well. <laughs> yes, I watched it pretty recently, and it's so 
It makes no sense. It's kind of boring. It, it, I just couldn't get into it. I watched it like a Actually, month ago. I just ago. remember it had Kathy Ireland in the 90s. That's how drew, that drew my attention to it as a child. So. Well, I, I watched it in 2019. Mm. And it didn't, didn't fly, huh? Wait, so well, yeah. that's not my pick. Because my pick is Varsity Blues. Right. That is a tan. It's a fucking tan. Not only is that a great football movie, but it's a great high school movie, a great coming of age movie. Um, uh, I all the time find myself saying, I don't want your life. That's like a full on classic line for me. Uh, I got the beak, uh, peak beak here in this one. Uh, Allie Larder. Uh, you know, Shout um, out Allie Amy, Larder. Amy Smart in this one, too. I don't know. There's a lot of Gary Hill, Allie Larder. It's, it's so Not good gone. that that made the. Made the parody actually good, and the, I the, like not another team movie. Yeah, but the dude played himself in the parody, oh. <laughs> which was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's solid. Now, Varsity Blues is one of those movies where like you would watch it before football games, and like it gave you like that that it made you uh, it gave you that like high school like football feel to it. Yeah. And also, because it they had. Like- overcame, they overcame their asshole coach, and like, but still, it's not like. Uh, you think about Days and Confused, and it's like he becomes his own man by like kind of giving up baseball and like a, and like pushing it away as coaches. But they like don't need their coach in Varsity Blues. They for like for the love of the game, they become their own man, and they take it, you know, and they go out and win for their own reasons. So well, let's talk about some good football. Life. Right let's talk about the real good scene in that movie, uh, the teacher stripping scene. Yeah, well, yeah. That's like that peak period of the nineties where American Pie had come out, and they were like, "Oh, we can put boobs in movies again. We're just gonna do that in every movie now." Yeah, but yeah, I feel like that would happen in Texas, where a teacher in a small town where it's just football would. It happens all the time now. I mean, teachers got to eat, right? <laughs> yeah, might as well. And that's not. And I'm not. I'm not. You know, that's no knock to any teachers out there that could. Do be you listening. do you want to step on another landmine, TJ? Like Joe already took one hit. <laughs> Guys, I've been living my life thinking Orlando Jones was Juana Man. Like so I would have said that with a hundred percent fact. My pick was uh, any given Sunday, uh, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, yes, Al Pacino just eating up every fucking Sunday. scenery that he fu- could find. Like he had so much carpet in his teeth, and he had parts of the locker room. He was just eating up everything. Like it, and it's a, it's directed by uh, Oliver Stone, like uh, Natural Born Killers, uh, Cameron Diaz, Hello Cool J, yeah, Jamie Fox, Fox. Yep. James Wood, James Aaron Eckhart, yeah, solid, solid. Also, it has amazing use of actual actual football players. Ricky Waters is used a lot as a running back in a couple of the uh, uh, teams. Are you sure it wasn't Orlando Jones? <laughs> no, like. <laughs> LT uh, there's, a guy, there's a guy in there LT was in it LT gets some love I wasn't sure if anybody was going to mention but I want to make sure it gets dropped the program mm-hmm. are you guys familiar with the program no, cool. I am no, not, not a big deal. familiar with the program not a big deal Brian it's all good. Sure. Steal, did I steal that from you TJ nope. no you didn't it's all good no no oh, oh, I, the program no, I was worried it wasn't, it wasn't one of my picks that's written down I was worried it wasn't going to get mentioned. TJ, take <laughs> I, it away. 
That was that like was one of those things where, like, uh, when you're in high school, if you're if you're on a football team, regardless if you're a third string quarterback, that you know, no coaches really cared about because you were little and couldn't throw the ball more 15 yards. I'm not talking from personal experience, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, when you want to talking from personal game, experience, TJ's kind of <laughs> the coach would be like, "Watch the program; it's everything you want in football," and like. They would be like TJ sticking a needle in his ass and then <laughs> face yeah. well, <sighs> it's like, oh, this is so much right now. But the program actually has like a uh, great actor. James Kahn is the coach. Uh um that's the only actor Ryan's? I can remember for oh uh Omar Epps, right? Yeah, Halle Berry, or, young Halle or Berry. Orlando Jones. Because well, I always thought of it as like a, a companion piece to higher learning. For some reason, those movies like exist in the same school for me. I was like, man, fucking uh, uh, Omar Epps had a rough year, boy. He's just not <laughs> goes, goes hand there. in hand with loving basketball too. You know what I mean? You play yeah, basketball. right. It's too much. Yeah. What about We Are the Titan? Remember the Titans? What is happening? Oh, right I've never seen it. I've never seen it. What? You never seen Remember the Titans? Seen the Titans. Yeah, very inspiring. Fine. Very fun. Great. Cool. All right. Well, just Denzel. Denzel's it up. That's what about I little giants. I'm not gonna go with little giants. Watch Wait, can we talk about happening? little giants? Why is everyone taking all of my picks and just spreading them out and get amongst yourselves? All right, Wait, Brian. I'm not gonna yeah. talk about Remember the Titans, other than that is my hands down my favorite football movie ever. But if talking about it, I'll ruin it for you. Get a chance. Watch it, especially with your son. It's inspiring. It's a really, really That's good a, movie. We are Marshall too. Those are two different yeah. movies, right? We, yeah, yeah, we are Marshall. More of a um, a different type of football movie. Yeah, it's way yeah. different. There's not a lot of football in that. Uh, I also, I also like a lot of uh, Hoosiers and Tim Wolf. As long as it's not baseball movies other than the Sandlot, that's fine. I uh, figured my you movie talking about some soccer bullshit, trying to drop like ooh football. Like, oh, the big green. The big green. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but along the big green lines, I'm going straight. Yeah, I'm dropping Little Giants. Sure, I love Little Giants. That's the movie that I watch all the time. It, man. it points right off the bat. Yes. Speaking of having awesome NFL players in a movie. Yes, great Madden players. And it's it's hysterical though, hysterical though, because no giants show up. <laughs> well, that's just because given it's Bruce Emmett Smith, Bruce Smith, uh, some Dallas Cowboy who's a lineman, the blonde haired guy with a yeah. thing. Um the wide receiver. Who is the wide receiver? Uh, and then, I have no idea. Regardless. But the annexation of Puerto Rico. Yes. That's a good one too. Annexation of Puerto Rico. But I mean, that's uh, like the one because it was just like that was along the lines of playing your big greens and your sand lots and having rookie of the year and those type of movies at that time. Like as goofy as it was, it was an underdog story, Mighty Duck style. That were like as a kid, that's what you wanted to watch. Like those are the movies that's heartwarming as it. Oh. So that'd be my football pick. Now, in a um, a Eagles fan, what's your thoughts on Invincible? Because I thought it was a pretty boring movie. Look, I I never heard anything about Vincent Pollock in my life. That's like a yeah. true story about TJ, isn't it? What about Rudy? Yeah, and also it's, it's just Rudy. like no, it's just like it's Rudy. literally that just like sucks. Rudy, where like <laughs> a lot of that stuff didn't happen, and they just kind of built it up for a movie. That's cool. 
Vincey Polly still goes to 7-Eleven down the street from me. He lives right down the like around the block. He's a regular guy. Mark Wahlberg yeah. playing him makes no sense. So one of those things. Can I be honest? Yeah. I did not expect this topic to be so in depth. I'm impressed. <laughs> Yo, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at a list right here. But if anyone listening wants it's, a really obscure movie, not really about football, topic. Sorry, but about know. like about fandom and a really like dark, dark, dark comedy. There's a movie called Big Fan. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a really good Michael Rapport. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just like it's the covers look like oh fun romp with the guy from King of Queens. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's fucking really good. It's like a dark, like a stalker dark comedy. Mm-hmm. But is it like starring the, Patton Oswalt? But is it like the fan from like yeah, it's, it's just like the fan? But it's it's a little bit more comical. It's not as dark as the fan, but it definitely gets there. But it's literally it's more like realistic social media and Twitter guys these days, but through radio calls. It's yeah. fucking nuts. It's like trolling to the top of its. Uh, but Patton Oswalt kills it. Um, yeah, it's good. But it's, speaking it's of really killing, Joe, we'll move on to your topic. And uh, I almost jumped on that one. <laughs> I was like, ah. well, killing, killing me softly with your segways. Segways, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, I have been rewatching all of the Final Destination films this past week. Mm. They're rebooting. They're going to reboot the f- series, which why you could just make another one. So I decided to rewatch. No, there's an argument that they close the loop, and I feel like in the you know in the, f- the five movies they have make a single universe. I don't know. There's an argument to be made there. <laughs> I'm not against it. Like it's not. It, it's just, it's any, it wouldn't be a hard one to be like, oh, this thing happened. Like the loop never really closed. Yeah. Because death happens every second. Yeah. It just those were those particular stories, and they would just reference. The I feel ones. like the, the last. Have you seen the last one, Joe? Did you finish the last one? Yeah, I actually like the, the last one has the best. Uh, like just how they tie it in, and if you're not uh, paying attention, I, you're. I felt like they like fucking. They just took a hammer and just hammered it in like by force. The last one, but but it has the. I think it has the funnest deaths. Of Ooh. the last part of the movies. No, I love that. Yeah, like wrap around connector to the first one. I love that. So I like, I like, I like, I'm alone. I like, I would I like in it because I saw it in theaters actually. Yeah, me too. Was that and I haven't seen it since. Is it's great on the first with that one in particular. It's only good on the first watch. After that, you're like, oh, they're laying in on thick that he's going to France towards the end of it. Like, like you you know that shit's coming now. Yeah. Um, it's cool though to see the explosion happen in the sky and like how they're oh, yeah. went on the plane. I just, actually, I just, I just watched the first one before we wrapped up. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's still solid film. Yeah. So I finished all five of them last week, and my topic is just best deaths in movies. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything in particular. Um, I just think you know this series has some really fun horror movie deaths. I'm telling. I'm saying it right now. If any one of y'all, one of your best deaths is a motherfucker falling off a building or a cliff, you can get no, the fuck no. out of here. No, 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 no. I'm no, gonna, no, I'm no, gonna no, start. No. I'm gonna start just in case. So yeah, you should. So and uh, I, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think nobody's gonna steal mine, but I'm just gonna start just in case. Uh, my pick is RoboCop first, uh, the toxic waste guy. So we have the villain, the the 
the lackey that is about to run over RoboCop, and he misses RoboCop, and he crashes into a vat of toxic waste, and he just washes out, and he's just melting, and he's just trying to breathe, and he barely can breathe. He's just screaming, help me! <laughs> and then he walks in front of a car, and the main bad guy just explodes him like Gallagher explodes oh, melons. <laughs> yes. He just makes he just went with a with a hammer Gallagher style and just destroys him. That's like one of my favorite deaths ever. It's so impregnated. And I saw that when I was a kid. Oh, and I was traumatizing. Like, I saw it way too young. <laughs> I was like I was rewinding it. I was like what the fuck just not in that oh language because I was I'm a, I'm a gentleman when I was a little boy. I was wearing my my bow tie and my school uniform. Also was in Spanish, right? What happened there? Que pasó? <laughs> and I just rewinding it because I was just blown away because I couldn't believe they exploded a man. You know, I was a kid so I didn't understand <laughs> special <laughs> effects. I was like, how did this man blow up? Because usually when a car hits in movies they go right into the windshield. And they just roll away, and this guy just went uh, uh, firecrackers in the air. So that's my <laughs> that's my favorite uh, movie death. It's a good one. And then also out of Robocop, how do you pick out of that? Like, so much, yeah. The guy who gets blown away by the Ed 209 is a great one, too. And even Murphy, when he's just being... Yeah, when Murphy gets massacred, that's grim as fuck. <laughs> that's no, mine. I'm going to jump in here and... Uh, I, there's easy ones. There's like Quint and and guys like that. But I want to go for like the weird ones, which I uh, uh, am. Uh, you guys are used to with me. I want to go to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Paul Rubin when he gets oh, fucking stabbed. That love one. That. That's the one that like me and my brother we did all the time growing up. Like you stick a fucking ruler into your into the armpit. And you're like, oh. Ah, e. for yeah. like 25 minutes you kick the wall you're doing the whole nine like there's so many to choose from but when it comes to like those like the memorable and like favorites like there's so many gruesome ones and so that's a great one yeah but like that was the one that like you just did over and over again with your friends like why didn't you pick that fucking movie to watch in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not in my queue for eventual i mean we're on episode 17 so you never know it could come episode 237 that's a great movie i, I forgot about it yeah that's great oh, and, yeah. and i josh whedon wrote it and i'm pretty sure directed it at the same time so like it's one of those it's it's definitely a hidden treasure, but just like out of all those ones, that's the one that stuck with me because everyone everyone has those fake sword fights with their friend and you do the sticking with each other and everyone pretends to have that like the dramatic death in Paul Rubin to a T. If everyone's knew who Paul Rubin is, he's Pee Wee Herman. Uh plays a lackey of the head vampire and masturbates uh, in movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. This is like the I mean, thing what, what I had seen him after that. He had had that scandal and gone away, and then he came back in Buffy. That was yeah. like the first time. I and also, what actor doesn't do that nowadays? So I know. think that's that shit is fucking yeah. quaint. Fuck being, fucking nowadays. Timothy Chalamet always fucking jerking off in Starbucks's. I mean, allegedly. And, and, and oh, I think about how like at least they were jerking off in a place that you're supposed to jerk off. Like they didn't <laughs> trap somebody in a closet and jerk off at them or jerk off into a potted plant. He, he him and some other celebrities, they were at least busted in a place where jerking off is what you're there to do. Yes. Like, so the bar has been changed so much since that, like since that ruined him. So Paul Rubin, <laughs> yep, come back and blow with you. All right. Just so you know, we stand with you, Paul Rubin. 
Allegedly. You can come on. You can come to our podcast and masturbate anytime. <laughs> That's consent. That's consent from consent. from you. Yeah. It's from us three. So, uh, uh, who's next? Me? Oh, me? Oh, good. Uh, mine came. I. It took me a second, and there's some really great ones. Uh, I wanted. To, I was thinking about some older movies and stuff, but then I remembered that because you guys kept talking about Final Destination, and it's in Final Destination Two. Uh, we just like get relief from a very tense scene where we think the kid is going to choke to death on the little rubber thing that falls in his mouth in the dentist's office. He finally gets away. Whew. He runs out and he scares some pigeons, and the pigeons fly up and they scare a crane operator. <laughs> the crane operator drops this plate glass, and this kid fucking like bends in four different places. As he, <laughs> it is. I must rewound that shit. That was one of the first thing I ever like. Oop! Guess I'll try out my frame advance on my DVD. <laughs> yeah. That shit. I, Are you trying it on that? Great. I tried it on. Oh, I think I saw a boob. That's when I was like, yeah, well, fair enough. 60%. 32%. I was, already, I was already old enough to see boobs by the time DVDs were a thing. So that's, well, that's, like, in, that's a little bit. But, it's like in Final um, Destination 3, like the chicks in the, the hot, in the in the tanning yeah. beds. You're like, all right, oh, oh they're not burnt yet. <laughs> so. best, best of both worlds. Um, also, honorable mention, uh, Final Destination 2, to the guy who gets uh, cut, gets like, Cut into like five or six pieces by that flying piece of fence. Oh, yeah, 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 that was great, dude. And that piece of oh, fence it's... flies through him and he falls into all those sections. That's a good yeah. one, too. Wait, that's in three, two or three movies. Oh, that's in two. So clever. Oh, there was another, there's another fence. There, there was a couple fence deaths. Probably, this is like a barbed wire fence, it blows up. And yeah. like, oh, okay. No, I'm thinking of the one the mechanic. Also, hit at the very end. Damn, that's that movie's full of good ones. Yep. I really liked uh, three of the final destinations of their debt. Like to me, like the the roller coaster ones. Yeah, and uh, two has two has memorable in those movies. Two has the most pomp sweaty one with the fucking with the intro scene. The highway with the, yeah. with the highway because yeah. you're most familiar with. Like that's the thing that everybody can relate to. We drive every day. Every freeway that you come on now, you just think of a car crash is about to happen. Oh, you see one of those trucks with the fucking logs on it? Forget about it. Like, I'm getting so far away from that thing. I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess we're doing 90. I can't see that thing anymore. So, yeah. okay, Yo, well, are, you, are, you picking, are you picking one from the first one? No, I, I was just going to say a death that really, like, surprised me. It doesn't come from Final Destination. I just wanted to talk about Final Destination. Oh, I, Although, I wanted to say, I, why, why? Sorry. I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna jump oh, no, I won't. Go with the um the fire escape, the fucking through the eye is a great death. He escapes, climbs down, he's like, Oh, thank god. That one's really great. All the different ways you think he's gonna get it, yep. like before yeah. that happened. I wanted to ask what the fuck did that teacher do to death? Because everybody else like dies a quick death, and she just gets like fucked up. She gets a glass to the to the neck. The nice and she gets fire. I think a knife. I love, I love the dribble of vodka that catches on fire. Little bits of that. I think she just like honestly like was such a dick to to him that <laughs> that's the punishment. Truth, though, no the reason she gets the most elaborate death scene is because I'm sure that actress was married to the director of the film at the time <laughs> oh i see. oh i will say this i want to call out though um the final destination that's four for right? having yeah 
for and not as bad as I think its reviews are. Like if you're doing a rewatch, it just feels like the rest of them. Um, it's probably the worst, one, but it's not bad by like a lot. It's the worst one. I rate so I with Letterbox. I have to give a star rating when I log them, and I gave each one a three. Not a sponsor. That's how I felt. Um, but in the final I mean, destination, I gotta call three. out the the unnecessary racist redneck character who just drops a hard end bomb to another character and then just has a really like like eh, he dies but it's not like it just doesn't enough feel like a for big, you yeah it wasn't enough it doesn't feel like a big payoff who does it uh, who does it say it to he says it to uh bubba from forest uh, orlando Jones? security guard <laughs> no my death that um i think's a great movie death super underrated is in dawn of the dead the remake um okay. when it's in the intro when she goes out and you like you see that guy like stop and the fucking ambulance just comes and smacks him yes it, it just it sets that for me it set that tone of that movie and you're like what the fuck because that was like right fun, and i laughed when they do the pan out shot and they're showing all the chaos and then you see the car hit the filling station and it blows up that's another scene that i was like oh this movie's just going for it like i'll tell you what my favorite thing in that entire movie, my favorite scene is when the husband in the very beginning is chasing after his wife as she's backing out of the driveway and she pulls off and they get in the POV of him like running towards her. Then he just takes off to the neighbor who's just sitting out front. Just like he just skirts right to her just to take her down and eat her. Like that's the best scene of that movie. You're just like, okay, we're off and running with this. What, yeah, it's what, perfect. What do you guys think about that rumored Zack Snyder movie that he's going back to zombies, the only legit good movie here. Just stop with Dawn of the Dead. Or something. It's, not in, it's not supposed to be a sequel to his Dawn of the Dead, though, right? No. He wants to work. That's what I think of the <laughs> Visually, he's a very talented director. Um, I like I wish he would, I wish he would like go back to like letting someone else write and him maybe do more of it. It's the way I feel about M night too. Like let someone else write for you and you just worry about making the film. Like you do the movie making part. Cause you're really strong at that. Like, I feel like both of them would be great cinematographers. Yeah. 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 Oh, he'd be great at that, but unfortunately he doesn't know how to step back. Um, just like All me, right. I don't well, know how to step been back. How great they are. Why would they step back? Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, that's all I was saying. Like, uh, I mean, they could sidestep. <clears throat> well, for a big step back, I did that. Uh, I, I I gave you guys a good movie last time. I was able to suggest a movie. Oh, we're this going time to I was we're not. Going. We're going. Yeah, I was not able to do that. Um, <laughs> we're going in here. So, obviously, with everyone's reactions, before we get into Head the first. movie that I picked, I want to give you the state of film we were in at this point in time. So I'll bring you back to 1993. You're going to the summer where you get Jurassic Park, Free Willy, Hocus Pocus, Rookie of the Year, Coneheads, Robin Hood Men Tights. You get all these classic comedies and great coming-of-age films. So I picked a movie that came a year after Three Ninjas and a year before Surf Ninjas. Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a ninja. So I made these guys watch... What you're forgetting is you're not mentioning is TMNT came out in 90 and then like everything yes. was ninjas for the next couple of years. Yes. Everybody yeah, wanted to do huge. it. Ernie Reyes Jr. took over the world with all of his uh, um, karate. So I made these guys watch uh, Sidekicks. The Jonathan guys, Brandis. This movie, 
This movie has not been pulled from anything except for a Betamax disc. Yes. They didn't put it on VHS, and it's it's on YouTube. You can watch it. You can't rent it anywhere. It it's it's I I it's great, but awful. Um, I, I love it. Kind of doesn't have a point context that I think is important for this movie. No, no, no. I love to make fun of this movie. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So you got this. The, the premise of this movie is that this kid fantasizes about being no. best friends and like going through action movie scenarios with Chuck Norris. Now, this movie far predates the Chuck Norris meme. And as a kid who was like 12 when this movie came out, I can tell you that this movie seriously overestimated how much kids gave a fuck about Chuck Norris. <laughs> well, well, funny you say that. Uh, Chuck Norris's brother directed it, and the only uh, yeah, reason why Chuck that. Norris did that is because he's yeah, doing a favor. The only other credits are other Chuck Norris movies and fucking episodes of Walker Texas Ranger, which there's a top Walker Texas Ranger in the middle of this movie, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, so you got to realize that his brother just wants to be his brother's sidekick because yeah. that's such a low aspiration to just want to be Brandis. the sidekick. Jonathan Brothers. Uh, uh, self-esteem in that movie was so low that he couldn't be Batman. He wanted to be Robin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, uh, okay. are we jumping in the movie? Because I want to talk about the soft porn, porn parody that starts the movie off. That's what I was going like, to say. I was going to say, since we already see that we love this movie, uh, Yusef, can we can you start off because and hit us with some positive? I, I, go. I, I, I have four notes of pages. Um <laughs> But I'm gonna t I'm gonna just like you know pick and choose my moments because I can welcome just... to Flyover State of Film where we'll be the only podcast in the history to be talking yeah, about Chuck right. Norris series sidekicks. about sidekicks. Just everybody buckle up here. No, like I I felt like uh, okay, so I wanna I wanna give credit first to the poster because the poster is fucking awesome. It's no. a yin yang poster of Chuck Norris and the kid, and the kids are kicking, and the tagline is. A dreamer, wait, wait, I have it here. A dreamer and a champion, an unbeatable team. I mean, that's just fucking poetic. Cool. Like you can't, you can't beat that. But I really have a problem with with the asthma in this movie because I don't think that I don't think the, the movie uh, actually has uh, a good thing on how asthmatics take their medications. Because that's not how that's not how you do it, like at all, at all. You don't you don't go. Well, this movie has that '90s thing, just like the Sandlot, where like they thought that if you like if you just worked hard, you could get over asthma. Like yeah. you're just not trying. Oh, hey, you're an asthmatic. You know what you need to do? Run. You need to start running more. Like that's but their answer. Just work through it. They treat okay. asthma like he has like like no offense to any like like he has like cerebral palsy. They're like ooh like he really shouldn't be. Oh the doctor. Uh, he's a what a freak like like the it's doctor. awful. It's the doctor's awful. like his lungs are fine. Like, like, yeah, a, the doctor says his lungs are fine. Yeah, it's the doctor literally says he has no scarring in his lungs. It's like oh, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, can you check his fucking head? He clearly has a tumor. Like he's hallucinating. How things is, is, right. Okay, 
we're not that's what we find out too that's what blew me away like i couldn't remember i didn't remember so this movie it's not just that he has these like elaborate like he doesn't write stories or have or like and he's read he literally like blacks out and has these like full-on <laughs> like loses touch with reality and has these full-on like out of body experiences where he like loses time and wakes one time he wakes up for one in an ant from in an ambulance he was having an adventure oh, and then no. he's in a fucking ambulance that's not what happened that scene <laughs> wait no yeah that false. scene that scene fucked me up though i'm calling because, false because when i was a kid sure? when, uh, the, when girl, I told, the girl the girl tells him <laughs> the girl tells him that she likes him but doesn't like him like that. Not he just any home, girl. You're sounding short. It's Winnie it, fucking Cooper. It's Winnie Cooper, baby. <laughs> yeah, Winnie Cooper. He tries to take his inhaler, then he slams it on the ground and says, I'm gonna beat you. Because that's what you can do with am asthma. If you if you talk to it, right. you can beat it. Stop, <laughs> he wakes yeah. up in an ambulance. <laughs> he has a fantasy though. There's a fantasy there where he like literally I can't remember which one, and then he wakes up in it. It's just like no, I'm gonna well, you I know who I remember, guys. I remember because it fucked me up. I remember the fantasy is a torture scene where there's they're squeezing his lungs and oh, he can't. Yeah, breathe. that's what it is. Yes. Yes. It fucked me yes. up because because that's I had an asthma right. attack that put me in the ICU for two fucking weeks. I couldn't oh, breathe yeah. and I almost died. So and that scene was like, dude, yeah. Chuck Norris. And I was cured by medicine, not by a fucking black magic rub from an Asian man. And and I I also like you know, ran weird. and swam and I, my my lungs got better. But they treat they treat the karate and the and the mystic art of karate like it like this fucking Asian man came over and cured his asthma. It's like One yeah, thing fucking I say, this movie's a blatant Karate Kid ripoff. But there Miyagi actually teaches karate. He doesn't teach waxing Thank and you. sanding. He's like block. Uh, upper, you know what I mean? He has like legit moves he's helping with. So okay. I got to give this movie that one. He was like, kung fu. He's like, run. Good, Joe. Fried, fried top in but, but, but the karate in this movie is just, hey, anyone could come compete. Oh, <laughs> no. hey, like, <laughs> it's not a competition for children. Anyone, you can do some interpretive kick, kick dance. Just a nice interpretive kick dance at the end of it. Oh wait, you, no, like you're a woman. You can't do karate. Like, you just kick dance. Shiny, he's jumping around. I just want somebody to walk up and just grab him and slam him down on the ground. <laughs> like, right, and so they're like, exactly. like the fucking bricks. They don't even do it. They're like, he he broke seven <laughs> bricks. He's trying a nine nine stones. It's not how this shit works. Are we now, talking about the tournament now? now? Sorry, I didn't I'm know. talking about everything. Also, uh, yeah, I, I think Jonathan Brandis. Linear no, show. You're I think Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I think Jonathan Brandis. I just thought this grew up to be Albert Brenneman, the protagonist in Hitch, because he also throws his inhaler away to go kiss a girl. Mm. Ooh, Kevin James is old. John <laughs> can we can we back up and talk about the karate teacher? How much? How much cocaine does that guy? takes before each class of karate like he pronounces it he's like a caricature of the dude from uh uh from karate kid like you know what i mean like he he's looks, just a joke he what looks he? like he looks like somebody that thinks he's good at karaoke <laughs> like, i was gonna say the one thing you got from this that you didn't get in karate kid is the one scene where like 
look, if you're doing these type of movies where you're having a kid who has these things, he's getting bullied, he has asthma, he has these issues, and he never, like in Karate Kid, Danielson only fights Johnny at the end of the movie and has the one kick to them. Jonathan goes toe to toe, or Jonathan Brandis, Barry Gabrowski, or whatever it's Gabrowski, whatever his name is. This movie with the fight scene, he goes toe to toe with the kid in the gym. They don't fight, but but then they have like the the most anticlimactic bullshit ending ever. Like they've been building this rivalry, and they're like, "Oh, you mean a kid jerking off to a Chuck Norris magazine in a wheelchair?" Yeah. Yeah, what a great ending. Well, I'm not getting to that yet. I'm glad we got to that because now I want to know. No, we Chuck can't Nor- get to that yet. No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's, let's leave the ending to the end. You got to wait for oh, that. That's a big fine, part. Fine, all right. <laughs> let's go back to the, kar- the karate t-shirt. He looks like somebody that masturbates to a CX catalog. See, but I don't think the rivalry was built up I, between the kids. I think the rivalry was beat up between him and Chuck Norris because that entire scene in the beginning was like, Chuck Norris? Pfft. That whole thing. Then he goes and walks. And oh, he didn't do that. Chuck. He went. He went. He didn't say, yeah, Chuck Norris is some fucking actor, kid. I'm teaching karate. He went, Chuck Norris doesn't do this because I kicked his ass. <laughs> and then he did a big old line oh, off, of, off of Jonathan Brandis's forehead. One of the, and he said, get out of my room. It looks like he practices his art on his wife. Jonathan Although, Brandis I want to say this. Uh, real star of the movie. Bo Bridges. Hey, yeah. Bo Bridges. Shout Everybody, out. Bo, Bo Bridges showed up. Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. He played the father of Christian Slater and Fred Savage. Yeah. And this yeah. movie played the father of Jonathan Brandis. He's he American's dad. The father of Jason Lee and My Name is Earl. America's dad. America's right, dad. I like My Name is Earl. Yeah. Uh, Bo Bridges is the real hero of this movie because he lands that hot teacher and... Honestly, just he—he's the real winner of this fucking movie. Not because of that, but then he's just also like my kid's not a nerd anymore. Can I we got talk a hot about girlfriend? The teachers. Can we talk about the cliche cliche of uh, '90s teachers who are the goddamn instigators of these kids getting bullied? So you have a bully picking on a kid in this in the in the uh, in a class. Uh, wait a minute. Teacher... I, I I object to the use of the term bullying. This is some totally justified ribbing that Barry is getting <laughs> after reading a fucking humiliating story in the middle of class. Barry, like, where you, you fucking deserve every little bit of making fun of yeah. you. Yeah. Read your fanfic about how you <laughs> want to be a fucking Chuck Norris's boy toy in the middle of my fucking class. You better believe. <laughs> I'm gonna be making fun of you for the rest of your life. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about when like uh, Ryan has a point. This movie I was school so today. Well, some this fucking freak so read some fan fiction about. It. He wants to finger Chuck Norris. If this movie, this movie's like the prime example for pro bullying. If nobody bullied him, he would be a fucking asthmatic kid in a corner. Still he have killed himself. Bullying made his life better. Well, I was, Jonathan I was Brandis. Jonathan Brandis made sidekicks, then he went to go make ladybugs, then he killed himself. Jesus oh. Christ, Joe. You, Can you can't leave Sequest out of this. The bully was like the nicest bully I I've ever seen. I will not live in a world where you erase Sequest, all right? I do not erase Sequest. My apologies to Sequest and, and yeah. Jonathan Brandis' estate. Roy Schneider was a god. That guy, <laughs> oh, hey, you respect Jonathan Brandis. He was almost our ghost Ghostbuster. 
Also, his hair <laughs> was is our perfect. No, he wasn't. This also, was. okay, well, I was going to say, teachers and oh, bullies right. were like, you call a student out and then you tell the student that if it wasn't for that one student, if he got the answer wrong, he'd be stupid and that student beats that student up, blah. But Jonathan Brandis, how about this cliche? He's a good-looking fucking kid. There's no way he's the dork of the high school. Yeah, it's the Garfield thing in Spider-Man where you're like, there's no way this guy's the dork of the school. He's yeah. all handsome with great that. hair and shit. <laughs> he has he's dressed that. like Eddie Furlong from T2. He looks he awesome. That. It's all about well, his inhaler. I, I, it looks I, like a big dildo. It's like this long, too. It's not like some little inhaler. It's all big and shit. So I will say this about the bullying of Jonathan Brandis. They put him at the right age to not be like, oh, wow, that kid's like a stud. Like, he shouldn't be like bullied. Like, I feel like there were kids that were like, like relatively like normal dudes that were just like nerds as kids. I mean, still. He like, did look I like believe he wrote that a lot of poetry, a lot of poetry. Like, like if that kid was in high school, no way. The bully wasn't that bad. He just tore the front page of the magazine. Like, he could read the rest of the magazine easily. It was just the front. Brian page. said he got deservedly bullied. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. You just gotta have, you know what, like. You just got to have some self-awareness. This whole thing of like everything is totally right and good and you know there's no room for criticism because this is how he feels about Chuck Norris. No, fuck that. You wrote some dumb, embarrassing shit. That's hilarious. And I am not going to be forgetting about it anytime soon. You know who deserves to be bullied? You know who deserves to be bullied though in this entire fucking movie? It's the tournament sign-up guy. He's the prime example (laughs) of... A small amount of power going straight to his head. He's you like, you're Oh, you're saying Shark Norris? Fuck off, Asian Next, man. Please. Next, please. It's kind of guys like how on Twitter, or in our oh, world, we just call me we deserve to call someone out if you have something fucking stupid out there. <laughs> but then it's like, why aren't you so nice to us? I want to. I want Chuck Norris to roundhouse kick that motherfucker in the face. Got a question for you three. Yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, actually, I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, are we really skipping over the racist ass uh, fantasy where the cokehead wife beater is uh, Asian man with the with the mustache yeah. and the painting of the eyes? I was watching that sequence and I was like, nineties mm, racist. <laughs> Oh, so well, good. The guy drops a he calls the dude the like a, a uh, yeah, okay, thank you. Calls him, <laughs> calls him uh, yeah, calls oh, yeah, him that. You know what you don't want to offend the, the Asian well, people. Him, yeah, he calls him a chink. All right, whatever. Said, which one are you and, talking about? Uh, minority and, say those words. And he's and, de facto powers. Yeah, and he's just like it's just like one of those words you're like, what? This is just on a subway station. I mean, the guy does get it though. He gets a, his his, and he gets a, uh, basically arrested. I, I really didn't like the teacher. He was like eating up the scenery. He was having fun with the. You know, the, he was part. supposed to be Mr. Miyagi. He auditioned, or should he say. Should have been. Oh, no, that's not true. That's a lie. Sorry. Well, speaking of that, I have a question for all three of you guys, real fast. Who went in a fight, Mr. Lee, who was the old gentleman in this, Mr. Miyagi, or Jackie Chan as Mr. Miyagi? Jackie Go. Chan. 
Yeah, Jackie yeah. Chan. Jackie Chan. Okay. Yeah, Jackie Chan always. I, I think I think you could do a better like just between the two, just between this guy and Mr. Miyagi. What do you think? Uh this thing. Pretty think it's Miyagi. I think it's Miyagi too. I think it's shit. Like he he just put that blonde bitch on in his corner. Easily. Yeah. Okay. I know this. Uh, Mr. Miyagi's drunk. Yeah, he those kids' asses with no fucking like no. He wasn't sorry at all. This oh, this guy just danced around and spilled hot soup on those bikers, but he didn't oh, really he do just it. Just he sex, yeah. and spilled hot soup on them. Do you know what his real name is? Mr. Came down to it, Miyagi beat ass on those kids. You know who, yeah, well, he beat kids up. So just you know, he beat kids. Okay, also yeah, nine movies. He did a beating. What's up with pup? With, he did a bully. What's up with pop up biker gangs? And right, out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, you know what, TJ? This movie is a great companion piece to Airborne for you. It's a good one, but it they're the same one. movie. But I also have the uh, the winner in the Mr. Miyagi battle because Mr. Lee's name it's just Mako. That's it. Yeah, he's Mako. Like, he's a pretty famous guy, I think. He's killed some. Yeah, I, I think he does does well. I think he did well in his career. Now, let's get to the real meat and heart of this movie, the last two minutes, because um, I want everyone's thoughts on this last two minutes. I want to go last. Wait, wait, okay. hold on. We didn't talk about the lady doing her dancing. Why was that part of the trip? Um, she was um, seducing Bo. No, it's not even that it was a part of the tournament. It's that, how was that allowed? Like, how was she allowed? How was fucking Chuck Norris allowed to be like, I'm part of the team? All of you are missing. No, no, no. All of you are missing. Joins in. All of you are missing the 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 actual question you have to ask yourself is where did they get the uniforms? Oh, I love Jonathan Brandis's outfit. That's Laura. You're right in time for what I'm about to show. Flyover. I'm gonna recreate the kicking. Uh oh. The TV. <laughs> uh, uh, she just fucking kicked up. Jonathan uh, right here, just all over the place. Just the uh, yeah, it was not. It was not strong. No, I like, no, the, the, movie the, scene of the movie. I like it when I was glad they did that. They show the girl doing so much better than her, and then they actually gave the point to the girl who did good. It's called. I was like, what is? Why they got a whole team thing? What? What well, is why, this? Why was she dressed? Like the painting of the girl with the pearl earring. Hey, man, That's a good question. It's a like her karate. Outfit, her karate. outfit was ridiculous. <clears throat> it's a karate uh, traditional garment. No, it's not. Karate. Mr. Lee broke yep. bricks in an apron. Let him alone. <laughs> why, why did he? Like he came from the restaurant. No, he was there all day. He didn't need his fucking apron on. No, he left. He has to he do dump the, the restaurant. That's make it. All right, real I, just, I just worked out. I'm a mess. Are, are um, we, all right, we, we really, we really have to talk about the hallucinations. Yes. And that ending. Now, I want to ask you guys a question. Are we on some collateral beauty type shit? I want to go last. Was Chuck Norris really there? Is he a mystical creature? Was this one big dream and the kid lost first round and never ever got to compete? Like, give me all of your thoughts. Okay. This last two minutes, I do not remember. And start with I'll Joe. I'll start. I'll yes. start. Joe, Brian, Yusuf, or uh, Joe, I Brian, thought, and I'll go. And I re- actually rewound it because I thought I, w- I was like, no shit. The little kid 
in the wheelchair was reading this story out of the Chuck Norris magazine. That's what I thought happened. Hmm. I like that's not. an interpretation, but that's not no. That's not. <laughs> I actually think it I think it happened and then they were just like uh they were just this these kids like I'm inspired to do karate now. It it made no sense. Honestly, this was just a way to sell Bowflex. Okay. Total well, body gym, have... man. Total body gym. How dare you, Bowflex? How dare you? Here's what I think happens. I think Chuck Norris does like take pity on Jonathan Brandis and join his team, and that all happens. But then it's just like it's over, and they win, and Chuck Norris is like, okay, pat on the back, see you later, peace. But then Jonathan Brandis goes out to the bench with his magazine, and he's like, has this like heartfelt delusion with himself that like is more in keeping with all the other stuff that has been going on in the movie. Um, and then he leaves his magazine and wheelchair kid rolls up. And what I posit here is if the Chuck Norris, if training martial arts, this movie tells you that training martial arts can cure your asthma. Does that mean wheelchair kid will walk slash kick again? Yes. <laughs> yes. That is what is this he movie on is the telling path you. To recovery just by getting that magazine in his hand, you know, Jonathan Brandis or... he overcame his asthma. I think this kid can overcome his wheelchair. Uh, is I'm gonna build good? on that one. Yes. Uh, go ahead, TJ. Uh, someone who's loved this movie growing up and, and glad to introduce you guys to yeah, this. You're a fucking idiot. To this movie. Um, I don't remember that scene at all. So I really have no <laughs> thoughts on it. So I want you to have to build on it and then we'll just all right. So the key detail that everybody missed, clearly missed, is that every single hallucination was real. There is one moment in one of the hallucinations where he escapes an army uh, search party and he walks away from the screen. He, the, the kid is no longer there. Hence the POV of the crazy kid is not on screen. And there's a helmet, an army helmet that rolls into screen. So everything that he's seeing is real. So the magazine is a Jumanji. The magazine is a Jumanji type vehicle. So yes, and my Brian, theory was ridiculous. So yes, Brian, the magazine is gonna cure the kid. He's gonna walk. He's In gonna the world walk. of the magazine, he has legs. He can working legs. We married. I like. I actually like that. I would want <laughs> like a sequel where you found out that that was the deal, and like the ripped magazine, and a kid like turn. He's like, whoa! And he gets sucked in and shit. <laughs> well, it, today it would it would be a Kindle. All right. Ratings. Right. The Jumanji became a cartridge. I get it right. Out yeah. of ten. Yeah. Out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten. Ooh. Oh, God. Ryan, go. Oh. Um. Oof. It's pretty fucking bad, like a four. <laughs> Fuck, Joe. Oh, oh, it's a two. You oh. it's a, it's a, it's a two. It and the two is pure enjoyability I of how see dumb. The how did this get made? Because I know they did Ladybugs, and I was like, is there? How did this get made for sidekicks? There should, there should be, but honestly, I think they they would probably do it because it's just on YouTube. <laughs> you said, what's your score, bud? Help. So, okay, so I'm going to give you two scores. I'm going to give oh, you a boy. score if I would have seen this movie when I was a kid. If I seen this movie as a kid, I would have fucking loved it. I would have been 9 out of 10 because it okay. falls right in line with Three Ninjas sure. and all the white kids kicking ass. Nice. Um, now I give it 
five flaming bricks out of ten oh. because <laughs> me and my wife had so much fun making fun of this movie. There is like a lot I was of, laughing so much on that front. I will say I'll give it. Yeah, that. that's where four. the two stars come that's from. Where the four comes in. Gotcha. Me and my yeah. wife were just laughing so hard. She was, she gave you props, TJ. She was like, "You picked a great movie to make fun of," and I was like, "He's not trying to make fun of it." And I'm, and she was like, "Oh." <laughs> All right. TJ has the poster. I'll take this. I'll take those five flaming bricks. I'm gonna call in one more flaming brick. One more. I'm giving it six out of ten because it's my heart and Jonathan Brandis. R.I.P. You're a star. Um, with that I being said, I still don't care about him, <laughs> Brian. You got us next week, man. What do we got, Whew. man? You know, I really feel like since we started this podcast, we've been on been on a journey, and we're getting ready to go on a real journey. We're gonna, you know, in the coming coming months. Spoiler alert, we're going to journey across lands and meet up. And I really feel like we've got we've got a real fellowship going here. And I, I feel like there's one gap that has needs to be filled before this meetup can happen. No. So in the next two weeks, you have two weeks. But I demand the complete Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, fuck yes! Yes! Oh. Within the next two weeks. You oh, mother That's got to be a special fucker. episode. We might have to make that entire episode just, just the Lord of the Rings. Laura! Yes! <laughs> maybe watch Lord of the Rings. Yes. I will feel like this. Be... You don't have to worry about the Hobbit movies, and you don't even have to seek out the extended editions. Just traditional Hold Lord on. of the Rings is fine. Theatrical cuts is Hold fine. <laughs> I am so happy that you did that. Yeah, that entire episode will make put some little news in there, but that might be a whole. I was gonna be fine. Stuff. I was gonna be fine with fellowship, and then you went full trilogy. Like I, I'm, I'm hard right uh, now. Yep. So I'm happy. I'm about to start now, right after this episode. Right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, here he comes. He's got something. Uh, he's got something in the works. I. Oh, there it is. Blu-ray. I there. have. <laughs> Three okay, films. It's the theatrical one. All right, we're gonna kill it, dude. So, it's a long right. time. Yep. <laughs> All right, Joe. Where the where can the people find you? Uh, apparently, uh, not leaving my apartment and quitting my job because we watched the Lord of the Rings. Off into the mystical realm. You going to Hobbit Town? Oh. Bitch. Do you want a full report from me on this? Yep. Yeah, well, that's, that's going to be the podcast. Uh, yeah. I expect you to come with some heat. All right. All right. So make sure you follow at Chandango at Twitter. You're gonna yeah, follow me on Chandango1. Um, and uh, yeah, follow me at John and Brandis fanpage.com backslash. He did. Oh. Brian. Uh, you know where to find me, man. You can find me on Twitter at Hurst Gillies. You can find the DVD bunker wherever you listen to podcasts. I did record a new episode with one Mr. TJ Dex that is just needing to be edited before it gets put up probably next week. Uh, and aside from that, you can find me right here. Awesome. So uh, I, I want to give Brian props. This is, I think this is the only episode out of 17 where he didn't mention the DVD bunker throughout the episode. That was impressive. 
You well, showed restraint. You find me on the DVD bunker. I didn't get that one of those beautiful natural plugs. You guys usually serve me up. A good yeah. Uh, you, you get, it's you we didn't talk about tremors. Yeah. Uh, Whyilovemovies.com at Whyilovemovies and TJ. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Brian mentioned it in the first three minutes of this podcast. We can go back and figure that out, but I like 98% sure he did. I'm at TJ Dex on Twitter. Um, you're on Movie Squad now. You're watching Flyer State of Film. Check out our Hobbs and Shaw breakdown by Yusef. Check out the Avengers Endgame uh, breakdown. Guys, we go real in-depth in these breakdowns. We take Hit like and subscribe. We take hours. We go nuts. Like Comment below, baby. Bang, 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 bang. Have a good night, guys. Episode 17. Peace.